Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. All right, one of the favorite parts of my week. Thank Brian you. Hirsch, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for those, that kind opening. Very kind of you. <laughs> All right, Brian. So I think maybe before we get into our topic of uh, the day, let's just take a look at where things are. I mean, uh, the war still going on. You know, we've kind of felt the impact of the price increases, fuel price increases, at least for this month. We're not out of the red yet. I, I, I saw one article the other day saying that the price of petrol could get to about 27 rand a litre. Well, we're not out of the red because obviously there's going to be a shortage of gas and oil and that's going to push up the price of fuel. Uh, we've got inflation, uh, global inflation is reaching all-time highs. They're expecting even to go higher next month in the USA. We saw higher inflation in the UK and Europe. We saw interest rates go up in America by a whopping three-quarters of a percent, 0.75%. We saw a fifth increase in the UK of another quarter percent. That's up 1.25%. And we're expecting on the 21st of July high interest rates for South Africans, which means working South Africans who've got debt are going to pay, be paying that much more. So on the horizon, you know, when we talk about green shoots, we certainly aren't seeing any green shoots. But understand something about markets. And, that, and it does lead a little bit into our topic. Either you're looking for certainty and security, and then you're going to stay in money market counts, or you're looking for long-term growth. And if you're looking for long-term growth, you have to take on some risk. And no one rings a bell when it's time to buy or sell. But markets look ahead. Markets predict what is likely to happen in the next 12 to 18 months. Yet the headlines cause people to be fearful and sentiment starts to play a role. So at the moment, you've got if the, mark, if the, posit, if the sentiment towards markets is positive and fundamentals, which means companies are showing good results in the right industries, markets will go up. And if sentiment is negative, that means people are feeling terrible as they are at the moment, and fundamentals are negative. In other words, companies are not coming out with good results, then the market will go down. At the moment, they're out of sync. Sentiment and, fin- and sentiment and fundamentals each and every day change. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the fundamentals look a little bit better, the market goes up, then sentiment comes in. But the problem with South Africa really is high interest rates. Our, we've managed it's absolutely amazing. You know, we've kept the RAND around about the 16 to the dollar mark, which is amazing when you look at the pound and other currencies, how they've depreciated against the, 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 the dollar. And we've managed because we've had a great windfall during this last 24 months. We've had a demand for our commodities and everyone benefits from that. You may wonder, how do I, the man in the street, the woman in the street, actually benefit from the fact that there's a demand for commodities. Well, the mines are paying that much more tax. Mm. And with that much more tax, government is able to do a lot more. The government grant, the extension of government grant, they were only able to do it because of their windfalls in the tax coffers. So everyone does benefit when commodity prices move up. Everyone benefits when the RAND strengthens and when the oil price comes down. I mean, the oil price last week was trading at 120, 124. It's trading at around about 160 Mm. million shortly. Uh, what is trading it today. So all these things do have benefits. But for investors, for those who are looking for 
income, particularly pensioners and people who need income, there are better returns out there without much risk. You can buy income plans from insurance companies. You can buy government retail bonds. Let me just make a make, let me just make a little note on government retail bonds. I've encouraged people with a lower tax rate to consider two, three, and five-year government retail bonds. A two-year government retail bond is paying around about 8.25%. A three-year government retail bond, 8.75%. And a five-year government retail bond, 9.75%. The trouble is I've had so many people call me in the last few weeks, they can't get hold of anyone at Treasury. They phone, they phone, they send emails, and Treasury doesn't respond. So Treasury, this is an appeal to you today. I am recommending people who have a low income tax threshold, because obviously interest is taxable, to buy, think about government retail bonds as an alternative Mm. to banking investments. But you need to answer your phones. You need to answer emails. You need to service your customers who want to do business with you. So on that side, there are a lot of other places you can get income without risk. But when you're looking for growth, you know, everyone wants to get, everyone wants instant gratification. That's our, that's the, that's our lives. We grow. I mean, you know, I, I went 150% to. 150% returns. No, no, I went to a birthday party the other, last weekend. A little boy turned 11. There are no more 11 candles. There's a number 11. To, so you can blow it out quicker. I mean, is this what the world's been come to? <laughs> put your, mothers, put big candles on. Fill your <laughs> children's cakes with candles. We don't need to shorten it because instant gratification. Is it not because it, it looks. <laughs> pretty I if don't, you've just no. got the numbers standing no, there I don't, the think I don't think it looks pretty you know the teasing of little boys of 13 14 15 how many girlfriends you got blood all the candles <laughs> but I, no it's just a mindset it's a mindset of instant gratification and yeah. that's what investors want investors want to invest today in a property or they want to invest in the market or they want to buy satrix and they want instant returns well it doesn't happen you're not going to double your money overnight and any you know the adverts on the adverts going around i mean i got an, i got a, a, a circular saying do you want 12 percent for two-month investment well for two-month investment. Go and ask your bank what they'll give you for two months. You'll be lucky to get 5%. So when you've been offered 12%, run far. Throw away that piece of paper. Use it for scrap paper to write notes at the back of it. But don't go for those investments that are offering these high returns. You're only going to be sorry. Brian, do you not think it's it's how... um investing has also been sold to us as the general public because, you know, you you suddenly had like this influx of information, invest, 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 because, you know, this is way to get the most out of your money. So most people are not necessarily going to um, be able to get to a certain amount of money without that benefit of the, the, the compound interest, right? But at the same time, when you look at, what investing has been sold to us, it's mostly through um, these people that say, oh, we're forex traders, I went on the stock market, I was, you know, I had 100 rand in my bank account and suddenly I'm a multimillionaire. Yeah, look, I, 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 I hear you, but that's reading half the story because mm. no investment house says invest today and we'll make money for you tomorrow. They, they use the words long term. I've used this now. I've been on this program nearly 30 years, but I've used the word long term. I really mean long term. Long term is five, ten years out. 
if you invest, if you want to beat inflation, and that has got to be the objective of those looking for long-term growth, you've got to beat inflation. You're not going to beat inflation, unfortunately, with money market accounts. You're going to get an income and you're going to erode your capital and you're going to find that you're going to buy less and less and less each year because of inflation. But when you're looking for long-term growth, when you're looking for those returns of 8, 9, 10, 11%, you need to understand it's always about long-term because risk means chance. But there's two things. You can take risk in an investment, which because the world circumstances are working against the market at the moment, or you can take risk in the actual investment itself because you've been promised the world and the chances are if you promise the world and if it's too good to be true, it probably is good to be true. I mean, the number of people who've bought Bitcoin in the last year, Every single person who's bought Bitcoin in the last year is losing money. And they're losing anything between 30 to 65% of their money. Sure. People who bought it five years ago and doing exceptionally well, they'll tell you how wonderful it is. But mm. ask anyone who's bought it in the last year how much you've lost in cryptocurrencies. Mm. Because it, there was risk involved and you didn't realize it. And everyone thought, oh, I'll buy, I'll buy a cryptocurrency and make money. It doesn't work like that. But you're absolutely right, Kathy. The most important aspect of taking on any investment is you need to understand it. Empowerment gives you understanding. You need to understand what you're buying, what your time horizon is, when you can expect returns, and what you and, and, and most important that you need to hold through the bad times. People who are holding at the moment, I mean two and a half years ago with COVID, the market crashed. Those who panicked and sold lost. Those who held recovered and by the end of December this year they were well up. We now had a bad five to six months in global markets. I've been right 49 out of 50 times. And why I say 49 is because I was right up to the beginning of this year, 49 out of 49 times. I said to all my investors, the markets will recover, and they did. Now, in, from January to now, the markets have come down. So I'm not right on this 50th time, but I promise you one thing, I will be right. I, I, can't, I just can't tell you whether it'll be six months or 12 months. But if you're investing now, you will, you will recover. If you sell you actually can mm-hmm. take take your losses. All right, Brian, we're going to stay then with this um, issue of risk. What exactly does it mean? And it's often a question that um, one will be asked when you're trying to invest. How much appetite do you have for risk? I will explore that subject when we continue the conversation with Brian Hirsch. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. We continue talking finance with Brian Hirsch. So, um, Brian, I just want to touch on this issue of risk and what it really means when one is investing. And we're talking about um, how how much appetite one has for risk. Are you risk avert? What are you, what are you actually being asked? Well, I think the important thing is to ask the following question. If I invest today, how much could I lose in the next 12 months? In other words, if I put 100,000 rand away, can it be down at 70, 75,000 Rand in 12 months? The answer is yes, it could be, as we've seen now in 2022. But if you say, if I invest today, what's the likelihood in the next five to 10 years I'm doing, going to do better than putting my money in the bank? Yes, you're taking on that risk and that risk in the bank, your 100,000 will never drop. You're taking that risk on, but the long-term risk, ask... Money has been made because people have bought. Remember, when you're buying the market, you're not actually buying the market. You're buying 
quality companies. And so you've got to understand the companies you're buying. And most people don't understand. They don't do the research. So you go through the unit trust industry. You go through Satrixes. You go through uh, Signias and companies of that ilk where they will make a decision on what company to buy. They may buy Standard Bank and First Rand. They may buy Momentum and RMB. They may, globally, they may buy Amazon or Apple. These are quality companies, but they will be affected by falls in the market, as we're seeing now. So remember one thing. When you take on risk, there's one word you need to understand. Time. Time means how much time. And if you're telling me I'm taking risk, but I've got one or two years, don't take the risk. It's just not worth it. Rather, just get your 5 or 6%, which is certain and secure, rather than look for the 10 or 11%. But if you compound, if you compound 5 or 6% over a 10-year period or you compound 10 to 11% over a 5 to 6-year period, it's enormous the difference. But you're taking – so you're paying for that risk, but don't take corporate risk. Don't get involved in anything you don't know. If you don't know the brand, if you've never heard of the company, because the promise of great return turns is there please i've implored listeners now for all these years rather stick stay away leave it to someone else and particularly word of mouth if someone tells you how well they're doing Mm -hmm. that's how ponzi schemes start Mm -hmm. some people make a great success and they pass on this information and before you know it innocent people are getting hooked in to schemes that are never going to give the returns that they mm. promise. And, and I suppose that's where the danger lies, where the message is actually coming from people around you that you know and you trust. I want to read this message, Brian. It's from Anonymous, and it says, Hi, Kathy. My mother was convinced to invest 200000 in some investment company, and she was promised a return of 20%. The company then went into voluntary liquidation before she even got her first month return. She's still struggling to get her money back. Is there any hope uh, for her to recover that money? Well, when the company goes into liquidation, what it does is it has a look at what its assets are and assets are money that it's holding. It has a look at what liabilities are. Liabilities are money it owes to who's people who invest in it if you've invested as a shareholder in the company you will lose if you're in if you're invested as an investor then the liquidators will calculate exactly what the liabilities are against the assets and the liabilities which will definitely be a lot greater you may get a small amount back it can take years uh you now that type of investment 20 percent where in you know if i could get someone if someone could guarantee me 10 11 percent and I knew it was a brand. It was a company we knew. That's a phenomenal guarantee. You know, but you know, it's a, you, but you you got to stick to a brand. Don't go anywhere where you don't know. This lady's not going to get her money back. She's definitely not going to get her money back. There may be some. There may have been some fraudulent activity there, because if she's. Re- made an investment now and they she didn't even get her first month's money maybe they were they were maybe they were trading insolvently and maybe they were trading there was fraudulent there and she does need to speak to try and get hold of the auditors of that company uh, and find out what is going on so, so in terms of any legal claim that she would be able to to bring, I mean, are, are the, would would there be grounds for that? There could be legal with the liquid, claims with the, the liquidators. Yeah, there could be no. There could be legal claims against the directors in, yeah. in their personal capacity. Yeah. But the liquidators would do that. But if someone who's put money in and convinced to put money in at twenty percent this month and was meant to get a, a monthly at the end of the month a fee and didn't get it, maybe there was really some something 
untoward in that business and she definitely should speak to find out who the auditors are and find out how come I invested now. Many people invest in six months, 12 months, 24 months later, the company disappears. I get calls all the time on radio. Mm-hmm. I've invested in a company five years ago. I can't find the company. Who's the company? Uh, but that's different. The, 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 this sounds most suspicious that someone could invest this month. Sounds like there's been some fraudulent activity. There. All right. Okay. Well, uh, I, I hope that helps uh, Anonymous in terms of yeah, uh, trying to get any kind of help for your mother. Uh, this message, oh, this is from Clive Bryan. He says, uh, what what should I do with a 700,000 rand in my bank account at the moment? And, and it's not needed for the next five years. In order to beat inflation, um, I'm planning to retire in three years' time. I'm 64. Clive, your, your message is a bit disjointed because you say to me, I don't need it for five years and I'm planning to retire in three years' time. Mm-hmm. So a little bit puzzled. So if you're planning to retire in three years' time, you can't take on any risk. It's not long enough. It's just outside what I would call the mark of taking risk. You can put it there. I just said to you, a government retail bond, I know your taxable income, but a government retail bond for three years is paying 8.75%. And depending on your tax rate, you will pay tax on that, but you do get an allowance. You said you... 61. 64. 60, 64 now. Yeah. Okay, for, so for this year, you'll get 20, 20, about 22,800 rand of interest free. Next year, you'll get 34.5 when you reach 65. So you need to put, put, calculate that. So it depends on your tax rate. If you're talking five years, then you can be a little bit more balanced because remember, when you invest monthly for five years, the first month is there for 60 months, but the last month is only there for one month. But when you've got a capital lump sum, then you can afford. So what I would be doing is I certainly would be looking at a balanced portfolio, uh, one of the unit trusts or even one of the Satrix funds, and I, w- and I would phase money in over the next six months. In other words, I wouldn't put all the 700,000 and in there's too much uncertainty at the moment and rather miss a little bit of the run-up i mean the markets are a bit stronger today as kathy will read out in a few minutes uh, the uh, the markets you'll hear are a little bit stronger but rather miss out and let markets come find a level mm-hmm. and we've also got more interest rates in america going up over the next few months so rather be careful but start phasing in because you're never going to hit the bottom of the market no one's going to ring a bell and say now's the time for everyone to get in so start phasing in over the next four to six months over that if you've got a five-year time horizon into a balanced portfolio, which has got cash, bonds, equity, and property. So so when you talk about phasing in, Brian, would you say that he should take half of that and phase it in? No, I'd say, t- I'd say start off 700,000 divided by maybe divided by seven is, is 100,000. Yeah. Start putting 100,000 into the market now, and then you've got the whole 700,000 that will be in the market in seven months' time, mm-hmm. and he's got another four years and five months to go. Right. And, but, and so if, you, if markets are volatile as they are, or the first hundred you may find you've lost 10,000 next month, but the next hundred you're now buying at the low level. All right. Okay. Uh, thanks for that advice, uh, Clive. I hope it, it's helping you out there. I'll take your voice notes and your calls for Brian on 011-714-2006, on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107, and on Twitter at SFM Radio. The hashtag there, SAFM Talking Point. It's just after 10.30. Liesl is standing by with a look at your headlines. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. All right, Brian, so I want to take some of uh, the WhatsApp voice notes that have come through. I'll also uh, go to the phone lines. Let's kick it off with this voice note. 
Uh, good morning, good morning, KCM Bright. I just want to check. Uh, I need advice. I got uh, annuity that I've taken last year. So I've been paying something like 500. I want to increase it to make it possibly 600. And then after that, I also need an advice because I've been receiving messages from other banks to say I should take uh, an annuity. Is it advisable to take another one? What must I do? Please give ad advice in that. Thank you very much, LMT from Clarkstop. Thank you. Thank you for that. Let me talk to you about an annuity. When you buy an annuity from an insurance company, you're actually buying a room from that insurance company. In other words, I'm going to rent a room from that insurance company. I'm going to pay them something like half a percent a year. So that's the annuity. And then I've got to invest the money. So to go to different companies and buy annuity makes no sense. Increase your annuity. What you need to understand is, depending on your time horizon, what how you're going to invest that money. In other words, you're putting the money with an insurance company into an annuity, and you've now got to invest that money in some funds. And the longer your term horizon the more growth you will be orientated. You are limited in terms of offshore exposure to about 45%. You're limited in equities, and you've got to have a certain amount of guilt or cash. So you have some limitations. But all the companies today have what's called open architecture. You can go to Sunlam and invest with Old Mutual. You can go to Old Mutual and invest with Liberty. So all of them have different funds, but you need to determine your, your, your risk profile and your time horizon. The longer your time horizon, the more growth you can orientated you're going to be. The shorter, the less growth orientated you're going to be. But you don't need to go and buy all the annuities from different companies. You're going to get a tax deduction from any one company that you buy from. And two, um, you, you're buying that annuity, that you're buying the retirement annuity, but it's how you invest those funds. And that's what people don't realize. You, you're not just buying a pension. Your pension is a word. You've got to invest. How are those funds invested? Mm -hmm. So I'm putting 600 Rand with Sunlum or Mutual or Liberty. Now, where's that 600 Rand? And with that company being invested, that is what your financial advisor is there for, to advise you based on your risk profile and tolerance for risk. I'm going to go to Kuma. Willie, good morning. Hi, 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 Willie, can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, there we go. That's right. Take a look, Ryan is the gentleman who encourages us to invest every time. Mm. But now, the so-called risk. And then um, I just heard one of your callers uh, saying that 200,000 rounds that has been investing uh, fell, fell, fell under split up and So such risk is really uh, in future. I suggest that Brian prescribes to us where to invest not where to take risks. And I, I know it's very, very difficult for him to do that. Mm -hmm. Because Brian is a person who encourages us every time to, 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 uh, I mean, to, 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 to invest. Otherwise, in the end, we will to put our, our money under the mattress, like it happened now recently with our politics. Thank you. Willie in Kuma. All right, all right, Willie. Uh, Willie out in Kuma. And and I wonder, Brian, because I imagine that there are limitations to what um, you can and can't prescribe, especially on a platform like this, um, in terms of where people can invest. But it certainly is about asking the right questions as potential investors when we do have uh, some money to put away. Kathy, I've always made the point number one. 
stick to a brand. Stick to names that are well-known in South Africa. There are a lot of companies that are well-known that have been established for many years. You don't need to go out of, outside of that menu. The first thing. The second thing I've always said, if you're taking on risk, you need time. I've never, ever said, you, in, even now with the caller, three years, I said to Clive, three years is not enough time. So when you're looking for long-term, and I'm talking long-term, 5, 10, 15, 20, youngsters looking for retirement, they're taking a longer-term time, and they will get the benefit of compound interest. So I've always said time is an important thing. And then I've also said on this program on numerous occasions, understand what you're buying. And when you made promises of 20%, stay far away from that. Don't go anywhere near that. Yes, we, no, companies don't guarantee you, but if you go to a coronation, you go to Anchor, Liberty, Momentum, these are names that are well known. These companies are going to give you options, and the options will be based on your time horizon, how long you're investing for, and most important, your risk profile. Don't be, don't be conservative if you've got a 10 or 15 year time horizon. You will, you will lose out because of inflation. You'll put something in that's, con that's guaranteed and conservative. Take on risk, but you've got to take on risk with time. Do not get involved in any risk assets if you don't have time. And I mean five years and upwards. And I'm, I made the point also, I'm not talking about a five-year investment that you're paying monthly. Because when you're paying monthly, you've only got the first month that's going to be there for five years. And the last month, as I said, is going to be there for one month. So you don't have enough time. So if you're buying that type of investment, you need 10 years. Because you need those five years if you invested, and then you need that money to be left for five years and diversify don't put all your eggs in one basket those are the message is that are very important to that caller and other callers mm. and and you know uh, just on this issue of going for trusted brands because um i know sometimes people want to support businesses that are new that are upcoming um you, how, how how would you advice that one approaches that? Well, there you're making an investment possibly as a shareholder, mm -hmm. saying this business is an up and coming. I want to make an investment. It's a different thing. I'm taking on a lot more risk because the biggest risk you can make is business. People don't realize that. Mm -hmm. You know, you start a business with small amount of money. You grow your business. And as you grow your business, you now start on to take on more lending because as you grow the money, you go to the bank. The bank gives you more money. Those are the biggest risks of all. If something goes wrong with a business, you, you can lose everything. But when you there are a lot of startup businesses that they look for, for individuals to come in uh, as shareholders. That's a complete, that is a, a greater form of risk. And, if, if you, you know, investing in a business is very different to investing in a, in a platform, in mm. the markets and things like that, because you're buying qualified and companies that have been around for years. So very different when you're taking on. I mean, there are a company, couple of companies coming to South Africa now in the JSC, new companies. They haven't got the track record that a lot of the companies these have got. I mean, if you want to invest in a healthcare company, can you go better than a discovery? I'm not, I'm not, I'm just mentioning, you, you know discovery will be around. Discovery have expanded from healthcare to investment, to life, to group business, to their vitality, their, to their bank. So you're investing in a growing company. Yes, markets will have effect. I mean, discovery have come off a third from their price because of, that's because of market risk, but you're not taking corporate risk. If you invest in a bank, if you invest in a retailer, if you invest in pick and pay and checkers and those type of organizations. Mm. They've been around. You, 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 the risk is the market risk. It's not corporate risk. So if you're going to invest in companies that are startups and things like that, you're taking, uh, looking at, that is not what I'm talking about. Those are not the investments that I'm recommending for the individual who's looking to save money.
Okay, um, I've, I'm, I'm going to take a, another WhatsApp voice note because I see that uh, some of the messages that we're getting here um, are, are similar to the one that we had. And it's really about people asking, uh, you know, if I have this lump sum of, of available, well, what should I do with this lump sum? Well, you need to talk to a financial advisor. Uh, 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 you know, reg- we all got to be registered. We're all governed by FAES, the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act, which says make sure that you understand the individual's need, make sure you explain to the individual fully what the risks they are, what they're taking, what the time horizons are. So talk to a financial advisor. You may pay 1%. It's not the end of the world mm-hmm. if you're going to get the right advice. Don't, go be- don't try to become your own financial advisor. Uh, talk to financial advisor to determine. I spoke to Clive and said, phase it in, because Clive said, it was confusing, because Clive said to me, I only need money in five years, but I'm retiring in three years. So I, I said to Clive, just be careful with my answer, because if it's three years, you're going to have a different investment strategy to five years. All right. Let me take one more vo- WhatsApp voice note for Brian before we get ready to uh, wrap up the conversation. Hello, Katie. I'd like to ask Brian, I had, I have... 150,000 that was left by my mom and I'm still at school now I don't need that money at the moment I I want to know what what, what can I invest what can I do the money so that I I keep on the money because I won't be needing the money for the next seven years so I want to know what can I do to to the money so that it grows and invest with with the 150,000 so that when I finish school, uh, it would be a lot. Well, I'm pleased you used, because you, you used two different words. You said, I don't need money at the moment, and everyone's got a different understanding of what at the moment means, and then you said, I've got a seven-year time horizon. For you, it's definitely, you want to be in a growth-orientated investment. I would suggest you look at the Satrix suite of funds. You can go on, it's www.satrix.co.za. Have a look at the suite of funds. Uh, I certainly would be looking at Signia, S-Y-N, G-N-I-A, Signia, um, and I'd also be just be having a look at their funds. I personally, if my son came to me and said, I've got money for seven years, what would I do? And I don't need the money for seven years, which means it doesn't matter if I lose in the short term, if the, money, the value drops, but I'm going seven years, I would definitely go into an offshore portfolio. I think you've got a much bigger horizon of companies to invest in. So we've got some great companies in South Africa with great leadership, but they're just not enough and with offshore. So you can buy offshore products uh, through Satrix and through Signia. But again, get yourself, just contact someone at your bank if you don't have a financial advisor and you can't find one and ask someone from the bank to advise you. And I, I'm suggesting that that's where you go. Signia or Satrix funds, but go offshore. Uh, you'll get the benefit of global companies. And I think you probably will over seven years get the benefit of some RAND depreciation. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what's going on with that button there. Sorry you, for that, are Brian. You, are you kicking me out? <laughs> I'm about to kick you out, but not before you give your details to yeah, our look, my, No, I can't give it today. My phone, Telcom have not come to sort out our phones. They've been down since last week, so I'm sorry. We're waiting for them to be fixed. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to give the number out next week. All right. And, of course, uh, next week, final uh, Tuesday of the month. We're really so, at the end of June. Yes, we're at the end of June. So next week, you're back for an hour. Yeah, and, oh. and answering questions that have come in. There have been some really interesting questions. Yes. And I hope we get our uh, listeners to, to join us next Tuesday. And 
I look forward to seeing you, Kathy. Oh, fantastic. Brian, always a pleasure having you in studio. That's Brian Hirsch. He gives really some of the best uh, financial advice available in the country. And he does it for free, right? He does it uh, for free. So uh, I think if, if you listen to his wise words, uh, it'll get you very, very far, especially in terms of managing your money.